Enchanté. You are listening to the What the Fab podcast, where empowered women empower women through candid conversations, inspiring stories, and tangible tips. I'm your host, Elise Armitage. I'm a digital creator, and I left my nine to five job at Google to chase my dreams of being an entrepreneur. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's get into some real talk. Hello, and welcome back to the What the Fab podcast. We're on episode 29. About to hit that big 3-0 next time. All right, today's episode is a solo episode, and I'm chatting about my recent travel experience traveling to Vienna and Prague, all the COVID regulations, things we had to deal with, changes, as well as how we almost got stuck in the Czech Republic. I thought I'd do an episode about it because I was getting a lot of questions from my stories, posting about our travel day from hell. And it's honestly really complicated to try to explain over DM. So I thought I would just sort of share everything that happened in an episode. And it's sort of a cautionary tale if you're considering traveling abroad right now. Things are changing so quickly. And that's just kind of part of the risk right now that you take on if you decide to travel outside of the country. Before we get into all of the juicy, gory details of our recent escapades, um, quick reminder to please go ahead and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate you. I love you. And I have a fun giveaway for you guys. So Teak's Shoes, if you guys aren't familiar with them, they are a beautiful Italian leather flat. They're just gorgeous. I wear them all the time. I think I have like eight or nine different pairs. They have so many cute different colors and there are vegan options available, but they're not as cute as the leather ones. And they offered to do a fun giveaway for what the fab followers, subscribers, readers. So we are giving away one $200 gift card two Teaks, as well as two $100 gift cards to Teaks. So the $200 gift card is going to get you like some of the really fancy schnazzy pairs that have like, I love the blush one, or there's like ones with kind of like a metallic splash on them. And then a $100 gift card is enough to get you one of the like really simple ones. They're also like classic, beautiful ballet flats. The blush color again is one of my favorites for that. So really excited about this awesome giveaway. And to enter, all you have to do is screenshot and share any one of my podcast episodes. It could be this one. It could be a different one that you love and tag me in it. And then just make sure that you're following both me at WTFab and Teeks. They are at T-I-E-K-S. And that's it. As long as you tag me, I will see it in my DMs and you'll be entered into this giveaway. We'll close the giveaway on December 21st. So from now until then, you can enter the giveaway. I'm excited for you to pick out your new pair of Teeks. Okay, let's talk about my travel day from hell. By the way, I am getting over a light cold. So if you hear me squeaking during this episode, that's why it is not COVID. I've been tested twice. Thank goodness for that. So here's what happened. Omid and I kind of made a spur of the moment decision to travel somewhere in Europe for Thanksgiving to do the Christmas markets. We had never been before. The Christmas markets have been on my bucket list. If you haven't seen photos of like European Christmas markets, they're just 
magical. Like they looked amazing. There's all these beautiful stalls. Everything is decorated. They're selling glue vine and delicious foods and treats. And, you know, it's usually on a square or in front of a church or in like a cozy alleyway. And it's just like decked out to the nines all the Christmas decor and food and merriment and cheer and joy. I've been wanting to go for years. We just haven't found the right time. And we kind of decided, you know what? Last year was such a bust. (laughs) We completely had to sit at home all of last year and kind of missed out and lost out on that year when we would be traveling and exploring new places. So why don't we blow off the holidays this year and travel instead? And we kind of made this decision and we're like, wait, are we are we really going to do this? Like, we're only giving ourselves less than a month to plan this. And we were like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's take the damn trip. We decided on Vienna and Prague for the Christmas markets there. We'd never been to either Austria or the Czech Republic, so it'd be two new countries for us to check out and explore as well. And it just looked like they had really magical, beautiful Christmas markets. So we booked our flights. We were traveling on Swiss Air, which is going to be our first mistake, but we'll get to that in a minute. And the requirements were pretty easy. There were no, and again, I do want to preface this by saying requirements are changing all the freaking time, as you will hear as you listen to this episode and we get into what happened on our way back. So don't take this as gospel and like this is the only thing you need to do in order to get into these countries because it could change tomorrow. Like I have no idea, especially with the new Omicron variant. By the way, you guys, I spent 15 minutes Googling how to pronounce Omicron because I didn't want to look like an idiot when I recorded this episode. And guess what? There's like five different ways to pronounce it. Nobody's really sure. My sister who works at Stanford and does a lot of writing about COVID says it's Omicron, but I definitely heard other doctors pronouncing it differently. Not that she's a doctor. I definitely heard other people and doctors pronouncing it differently. Omicron, Omicron. I mean, anyways, I'm going to call it Omicron. Which leads me to another point that I reshared on my Insta stories. It was a tweet from a doctor, and it was, please, people, get vaccinated. I have zero desire to learn the entire Greek alphabet. Like, the variants are just going to keep coming, and I think we all just want to be able to live our lives again. And I think Austria and Germany just, like, blowing up with their cases They are a really good example that like around a 65% vaccination rate just is not going to cut it. Like when we were in Austria, we knew that their cases were rising, but once we got there, they surged so much that they were one of the top two, if not the worst country in the world for COVID rates. So that happened while we were there. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. So requirements to even get to Austria in the first place. It was pretty easy. We didn't even have to take a test to get there. We just had to be vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, then you do have to do a PCR test. But if you're not vaccinated, you really should not be traveling abroad right now. Anyways, it's super dangerous for you, dangerous for your community when you bring it back home, dangerous for the destination that you're flying to and potentially spreading the virus. Um, So anyways, if you're vaccinated, we did not have to do any type of testing. We just had to fill out a passenger locator form. We filled one out for um, Switzerland that just said we're transiting there, we're doing a layover. And I can't remember if we even had to fill anything out for Austria. Probably. I don't know. So many forms. But 
during our flight, or actually on our layover from our flight from SFO to Zurich, I'm sitting there scrolling Instagram, and one of the Vienna pages, I think it was like the Vienna Tourist account, shared a post about an impending lockdown. And I was like, what? Like, what the fuck does that mean? What is happening? So then I start Googling it and looking at the news. And while we were on our flight, the Austrian government decided that all of Austria was going to go into a lockdown starting on Monday. And we were flying there and getting in Friday night. So definitely panicked. I didn't know exactly what that meant. Um, When I've traveled to other countries this year, lockdown can mean different things. Like in Portugal, I know there was a lockdown in Lisbon and people weren't allowed to travel in and out of the city. So I was like, if we go to Vienna, does that mean we're going to be like, like locked down and stuck there? We're not going to be able to leave or you know, we'll have to land Friday night and then leave on Sunday before the lockdown happens on Monday. I looked at Omid and I was like, should we just stay in Zurich? Like, should we just not go to Vienna? And he was like, well, our our bags are already on their way to Vienna. So like, let's just go there, assess the situation, figure out what's happening, and then come up with a new game plan. Like, obviously, we're going to have to move our itinerary around a bit and leave Vienna early. But like, what exactly does that mean? When do we need to be out by? Like, let's just wait and we'll figure it out when we get there. So that was a moment of panic, but I was like, okay, that sounds good. That's what we'll do. We will figure it out. We are capable individuals. We are savvy travelers. Like, we will figure it out. So we get to Vienna. We check into our hotel, and it was so strange. The guy that checked us in at the hotel, he looks at our reservation, and he goes, okay, so you're checking in for five nights. And I'm like, yes. Like, thinking, are you going to mention there's a lockdown happening during that period? Like, are you going to say anything about that? And he was just like, okay, great. So you're all set. Here's your room key. And I'm like, what? Um, I think we need to rearrange some things. Like, I heard there's a lockdown happening in your country. And so I mentioned that and he was like, oh, yeah, like that is happening. Um, But you can still stay at the hotel, which we were like, why the fuck would we want to do that if everything is closed down and we can't go anywhere? Um, So chatted with him more and asked like what the situation was in terms of traveling. Like, would we still be able to get out of Vienna? And he said, yes, no problem. Like the lockdown isn't quite so serious that people aren't allowed to move in and out of the city. It's just that everything will be closed. Restaurants will be closed. All the like sites and museums that we would have wanted to go to will be closed. Basically just like supermarkets would be open, pharmacies, that type of thing. This episode is brought to you by Hit School. Okay, so Hit School didn't pay for a sponsorship on my podcast, but they just launched a great referral program that I had to share with you because They're my go-to for my at-home workout routine, and some of my readers have been asking how I've been staying fit during COVID. This is it. I've been working out with HIT School for four years now. The first few years were actually in person with the trainers when I was at Google because they did a lot of corporate workout programs. And last year, at the start of this pandemic, they created a virtual program. So you work out with them over Google Hangouts in a small group setting, and the workouts kick your butt. I am always so sore afterwards. All you need are a pair of dumbbells, and you're good to go. Your trainer gives you personalized feedback because they see you on camera, so they make sure your form is on point 
and they nicely call you out if you're slacking off, which I definitely need because it really pushes me. And the other thing is the accountability factor. If I am paying for these classes and my trainer knows if I show up or not, I do not miss a class versus if I tell myself, okay, yeah, I'm going to do a YouTube workout video on my own later today. Half the time I end up skipping. Okay, so here's the pricing breakdown. One semester is eight weeks long and costs $270. But if I refer you, you get 50 bucks off, bringing it to 220. Now you get two classes a week with your trainer. So that's 16 classes, but then they also give you access to all of these other additional live classes throughout the week. So personally, I do an abs and butt class with them. I do a strength training class and then my regular two days a week with my trainer. So that's 32 classes that I'm taking advantage of in a semester. And if you wanted to do even more, you could, but let's just say you're doing four workouts a week like me, that comes out to less than $7 a class. That is a freaking steal. Oh, you should also know that anyone else in your household can join you for your workouts for free. They don't have to pay for their own membership. So Omid works out with me for all of the workout classes. It's so much fun to have a workout buddy. And if you do the math between the two of us, I mean, it is just such a good deal. When I think about what I used to pay for Barry's classes, they're like $30 a class, like my God. Anyways, if you wanna sign up with Hit School and kick off your new year right, shoot me an email so I can refer you and you'll get $50 off. Full transparency, I get $50 off too, so it's a win-win for both of us. Email me at Elise, E-L-I-S-E, at whatthefab.com. Use Hit School in the subject line and I will help you get all signed up. Maybe we'll even work out together. If you want to take a look at their website to learn more about the program, it's hitschool.com. Hit is spelled H-I-I-T because it stands for high intensity interval training. So it's hitschool.com. And don't forget to shoot me an email so you can get that 50 bucks off. All right, let's get back to the show. So we thought, okay, at least that gives us two full days, Saturday and Sunday, that we can explore Vienna, enjoy, everything will be open like usual, and then on Monday when the lockdown starts, we can move our train up earlier, basically buy new tickets, and head to Prague and just book a couple extra nights um, at the hotel that we were going to stay in in Prague. So we were just going to shift our itinerary up and have 48 hours in Vienna instead of five days like we had originally planned, which is obviously kind of a bummer, but you know, what can you do at that point? So made that decision, changed around our travel plans, and just spent the next couple days like running around Vienna, hitting up the Christmas markets. They were beautiful. They were so much fun, so freaking magical. It was definitely a tease. Like there's so much to do and see in Vienna and to try and pack, you know, even just kind of like your top picks into a couple of days was definitely tough. The other thing that made it difficult is Vienna's government or Austria's government had not only initiated this lockdown that was going to last, I think it was for like an initial 10 day period, potentially 20, like they were going to reevaluate after 10 days. So we'll see what ends up happening there. But they also are the first country to have a vaccine mandate, which I thought was very interesting and a little bit (laughs) Nazi-ish, even though I support like putting measures in place to encourage people to get vaccinated. um, A mandate feels a little, a little dictatory to me. I don't know. I mean, even though I agree with people 
getting vaccinated, it just feels a little weird to be told that you have to and that you're going to be fined. Um, I think it was like at least $1,000 for a fine. I don't know how often you're fined. And if you don't pay your fine, you're put in jail. Like, that's pretty wild. So people were protesting on Saturday. I mean, it was a huge protest demonstration. Like, the streets were filled with people. There were police everywhere. It was a little bit crazy. And I'm going to be honest, I was also a little bit worried about, like, who are the people that are really protesting this. I'm sure there's a lot of neo-Nazis and, you know, whatever they call themselves, the Freedom Party, like in this group of people, and they're all riled up and they're angry and hordes of people just like make me nervous in general. So add that in. They're also probably not vaccinated if they're this pissed off about um, the lockdown and the vaccine mandate. So we really tried to steer clear of that, even though it was like right out in front of our hotel. It was near the markets that we were trying to get to. So that was a whole other layer and thing that we had to navigate around and just kind of like another added stressor. But overall, our time in Vienna was really great, actually. I mean, they were very strict about checking vaccine cards at all of the Christmas markets. You had to get um, your vaccine card checked and get a wristband in order to enter. And I really appreciated that because the markets were crowded. There were a lot of people there. And so it was very comforting to know that everyone around me, um, everyone was vaccinated. Same thing with going to a restaurant, checking into our hotel. You had to show your vaccine card in order to enter. So that's something that I really appreciate and helped make me feel actually pretty comfortable. And they were also really strict about masks. Like if you were in a restaurant and you got up to like get something from a counter or go to the bathroom, (laughs) they yelled at you if you weren't wearing a mask. Oh, the other thing about Vienna and all of Austria was that you had to wear a specific type of face mask. It's called an FFP2. I think it's pretty similar to the KN95 that we're all used to, um, but it was like very specific. Like you had to wear that type of mask. And we didn't know that when we were going there. So when we landed, somebody, the flight attendant mentioned it when we were landing, like, oh, and here in Austria, you have to wear this type of mask. And I was like, wait, what? Like, is she just saying like, you need to wear a mask or there's a specific kind? And then once we deboarded and saw everybody at the airport, except for like a few handful of tourists like us, were wearing this FFP2 mask. We were like, oh, we don't have the right type of mask. Um, So we were um, in our cab on the way to the hotel and the cab driver asked us like, oh, do you have this FFP2 mask? Everyone, everywhere you go, they're going to require that you wear that type of mask. Like they're not going to let you walk into a restaurant or, you know, do this or that without it. And we were like, no, we didn't know. Like, can we buy them somewhere? And he was so kind. He was like, yeah, they're at all the pharmacies. Like you can definitely buy them, but here I have two extras. You can have them. And it was just so sweet. We were like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like that just is one less thing for us to worry about, you know, messing around with while we're trying to check into our hotel and figure out what the F we're going to do with um, this lockdown situation. So that was Vienna. Overall, 
We had a lot of fun there. It was definitely stressful, but I'm glad that we were able to experience it at least for a couple of days, and the markets were really awesome there. And so then we made our way to Prague. So we took the train. That was totally smooth, seamless, like zero security or anything that we had to go through or deal with. We didn't even get our passport stamped um, when we arrived in the Czech Republic and get to our hotel same kind of thing. We check our vaccine cards and we get all checked in and settled. So at first when we were in Prague, it was definitely more relaxed than Vienna in terms of checking vaccine cards. There was nobody checking vaccine cards at the Christmas markets. Most restaurants did, but some were kind of lackadaisical about it. Some were like, are you vaccinated? And I start to pull out my card and they're like, no, you can just tell me like, yes or no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you'll just believe me. Um, okay. Like, yeah, we're vaccinated. Um, other restaurants just kind of like forgot to ask. So definitely more lax about it than in Vienna which I don't love. I actually appreciated how strict Vienna was about it, especially given that cases in the Czech Republic were super surging as well. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Flowdesk is an incredible email marketing service provider, and they are the platform that I use for my email campaigns for What the Fab. The platform is so intuitive and easy to use. It's very drag and drop. And best of all, it's aesthetic AF. The templates are beautiful, and you can easily add your own brand colors to it to make sure that your emails look and feel like you. I used to use MailChimp back in the day, but after trying Flowdesk out about a year ago, I was in love and I know you will be too. You can give Flowdesk a try for 30 days free and if you want to keep them, which I know you will, you can use my referral link to lock in a 50% off price at $19 a month and lock that in forever. You can get this offer and try it for free at whatthefab.com Flowdesk and that is spelled F-L-O-D-E-S-K. That's whatthefab.com slash flowdesk. I can't wait to see what stunning emails you create. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So we were a little bit on the early side for the Christmas markets in Prague. We It was kind of a situation where like the first day there was one market that opened and then the next day another market opened. Um, the third day there wasn't anything like new that was opening. And then I think on the weekend, like Saturday, Friday, Saturday, there were going to be a couple more that opened. So the plan was, you know, to hit them up as they started to open. And then on Saturday, the two really big ones that I was super excited to see were going to open and we were going to knock both of those out in one day. So one of them was the Christmas market in front of, um, at their old town square. And then another one was the market at the Prague castle. And they both just looked so epic and amazing. And of course, as luck would have it, um, the Czech Republic government decided that they were going to close down all of the Christmas markets starting Friday night. So we did manage to see a few of them in Prague that had been open before then, and they were beautiful. They were, I mean, I think probably one of my favorite markets that we went to, like between both Vienna and Prague, there was one at Namesti Miru, which is a square in front of a cathedral in Prague, and it was just so festive and fun. The food was so good. Um, the food and wine was cheap, like the the hot wine, the hot mead, especially after coming from Vienna, where you're like, okay, I'm like kind of getting ripped off on these prices, but I'm paying for the atmosphere. It's so fun and cozy and blah, blah, blah. But in Prague, it was like, oh, this glue vine is like $3. Like, yes, I will have another. Thank you. 
And it was just so fun. I'm glad that we got to at least experience a few markets in Prague, even though we weren't able to experience the two big ones that I was excited about. But hopefully we'll be able to come back again someday when COVID is no longer a thing, because I don't know if I would do this all over again. I don't know if it was the best decision for us. I mean, everyone's going to be different in terms of what their risk tolerance is. We're vaccinated. We had COVID in January, so I'm feeling like especially protected based on what Fauci has shared. I just, I, I don't know. We knew that cases were rising in both Austria and the Czech Republic as we headed out on our trip. And then, of course, like when we got there, that's when things surged and lockdowns happened and closures and all this stuff. So hindsight's twenty twenty. Was it worth it? I mean, now that I'm home safely, we're home safely and we had a great time. Yeah, but things definitely could have gone south and, you know, I don't know. Anyways, what I'm saying is I'm really hoping that for next year, we'll be able to go to the Christmas markets again. We're thinking maybe Germany, but things with COVID would definitely have to look a lot better for us to make the decision to go to Europe again during this time of year. Anyways, so Prague, um, we finish up seeing the Christmas markets that we're able to see, and then they closed Friday evening. And so then at that point, things kind of shifted with like the restaurants and people being a little bit more strict about vaccines. Restaurants had to close by 10 p.m. So like we were having dinner Friday night and we like got kicked out at 10 p.m. Like we did a tasting menu and we didn't get to our dessert. They just didn't even give us dessert. They're like, nope, you got to go. So that was a weird shift. And then another strange thing that happened was we were trying to go to this Italian restaurant and they asked for our vaccine certificates. I showed them our cards and he's like, no, you have to have this specific QR code. And I'm like, well, I have the one from California, but I don't think that's what you mean. And he's like, no, it's like this Czech Republic thing. And I'm looking at the website where you get this QR code. And I'm like, this is only for... Czech citizens or citizens of the EU, like we're from the US, and we've been using this va- these vaccine cards to get into all of the restaurants and hotels that we've been to over the last few days. Like, why can't you let us in? And he just like wouldn't budge on it. He said that we had to have this QR code. We just kept going back and forth. And finally, we were like, fuck it, we'll go somewhere else for dinner. The ironic part about that was like he was so obsessed with following the rules of like having this QR code instead of the vaccine card. But the whole time he had his mask around his chin while he was talking to us. I'm like, okay, like I just I felt like you're like picking and choosing like which rules you're following and which ones you're not. Um, But that just meant we weren't able to go to the restaurant we wanted to go to that night. And it was fine. We found somewhere else. Then to get back home. To the United States, we knew that we needed to get a PCR test within 72 hours from our flight, and our hotel recommended a COVID testing center just like five minutes away from us, and that was a whole other shit show. So they said that we didn't need reservations or appointments. We went over there around 4.30. They closed at 5. They turned us away and said, you have to have an appointment. So we made an appointment for the next morning for Saturday. Even with the appointment, we had to stand in line for a really long time. Their, like, system was down. Like, it was just, it was a mess. There was only one woman that spoke English, so, like, everybody who was not Czech had to talk with and do their paperwork with her. So, finally get that done. They swabbed us. Another thing that's been interesting while I've been traveling this year is that every country swabs differently, I've noticed. So... 
in Prague, they literally just like stick it up your nose kind of far, like pretty deep, but it's just like a quick prod. It's There's no like swirling around, hanging out in there. It was just like this little poke up in my nose. In Vienna, because we did have to do a test, I forgot to mention this, we had to do a test in order to go to the opera house. We went and saw a ballet there and they required everyone to be both vaccinated and to do a test within 48 hours, which I, which I was like, cool. I mean, there's a lot of people in here. It's great to have that kind of like double insurance. And the way they did their swabbing was they did it in your mouth. And then, <clears throat> sorry, my cold is kicking in there. They did it in your mouth and then up your nose. They used two different swabs. It wasn't like they stuck it in your mouth and then stuck it up your nose. Um, the worst I've had was in Portugal. They stuck it so freaking far up my nose and they swirled it around. I felt like my brain was being tickled. Like I was gagging. It was disturbing. Anyways, just kind of interesting to see the different ways that different countries do their COVID swabs. So we finally get that done. We get the results that night. We're both negative. We're like, praise be, because that's the last thing we need to have to quarantine in Prague. And we think that we're good to go. So our flight was Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Saturday night around 10.30 p.m., I get a text from Swiss Air, and it says that Switzerland has changed their regulations around travel because of COVID and anybody entering Switzerland has to quarantine for 10 days. No matter if you're vaccinated, you also have to have a PCR test and you still, no matter if you're negative, have to quarantine for 10 days. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, well, that's for people traveling to Switzerland. Like we're traveling, we're transiting through the Zurich airport. Like there, there's no way they're going to try to make us quarantine. Like we're literally just changing planes. So we get up in the morning, we get to the airport in Prague, and immediately I'm like, something's going on. Like, the line is long, people are looking a little bit confused, and there's a woman talking to people in line saying, like, because of Switzerland's new regulations, we're not really sure what's going on, we're just double-checking with them to see what the procedure is. So I'm like, okay, like, it's going to be fine, they're going to let us through if we're just, you know going there for a layover. Everything's going to be fine. Deep breaths. Like you don't know that this is a disaster situation yet. Just stay calm. So we're standing there in line. We're waiting for a while, maybe like a half hour later, the line starts moving and they're starting to bring people up to the counter. And there are a lot of other Americans that are traveling and everyone's kind of trying to like piece together what's happening. And when the line starts moving, we're like feeling a little bit of relief. Like, okay, this is good. Like they're starting to move things along. Then I start seeing people with American passports being turned away and sent over to a ticket counter. And I'm like, fuck. So we wait our turn to talk to somebody at the check-in gate because we still don't really know what's going on. I've just been like trying to, you know, lean over and hear what they're saying to the the American passport holders, but I'm, you know, still very confused. We get to the front of the line and the woman at the gate goes, oh, you have an American passport. We're not letting Americans through from the Czech Republic. You've been wasting your time standing in this line. 
And I'm like, you fucking bitch. Like, maybe you could have told us that. Like, you have a bunch of people standing around here. Like, they could have talked to people in line and let them know, hey, once you get to the the check-in counter, you're not going to be able to check in. You have to get a completely new ticket. Like, here's the deal. They didn't tell us anything. So she was super rude about it, really short. She was like, I'm canceling your ticket. You're not going to be able to fly. You have to book a completely new ticket on probably on a different airline and don't go through Zurich because Switzerland has made these changes. She said that Swiss Air would reimburse us for these new flights. And I'm like, really? Like, how do we get reimbursed? Is there a cap? Like, is there a maximum amount? Because we're booking a ticket to go back to the US today. Like, it's going to be expensive. And she was like, I don't know, call this number. So we're, you know, at this point, we're freaking out. Omid is looking online to try and find the best flight option to book for that day for us to go home. And I'm calling the Swiss Air number that the woman gave me to try to talk to an agent and just get more information. Like, is there a maximum we can spend? How do we get reimbursed? So I get connected with an agent and she tells me, well, I'm looking at the regulations right now and there's absolutely no reason that you should not be allowed to get on this flight. Like, there's nothing that says that Americans can't go through. There's nothing that says that people from the Czech Republic can't go through. And I'm like, okay, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm being told that I can't travel on this flight, that you're going to reimburse me once I book a new flight. And she was like, no, there's no way that we can do that. So I'm like, can you talk to their supervisor here at the at the check-in gate because I'm being told conflicting information. So I bring her over. Nobody wants to talk to me. I finally corner this guy who's like sitting down and force him to talk to the woman on the phone. And he's just like, no, we can't do it. Like we're being told that we're not allowed to let American passengers through. And so we're not going to. The woman on the phone was zero help. And I ended up just being like, I started to cry actually at that point because I just like was feeling so panicked and frustrated that nobody seemed to give a shit. Like all the Swiss Air employees were super rude, just like shrugging their shoulders, like acting like we were so annoying, trying to get some freaking help from them and then just telling us conflicting information. So it was just a mess. And I just started to feel really panicky and frustrated. And that's when I just like started to cry and I hung up on the woman from Swiss Air. So then I was like, all right, deep breaths, pull myself together, wipe off my tears. Like we got to figure out how the fuck to get home. So I call Swiss Air again to get connected with a different agent. I'm like, let me try this again. And the second woman I spoke to was much more helpful. She at first was trying to just change my ticket to reroute me and Omid through a different city other than Zurich. But the options were just so bad. It was like, you could fly to Berlin and then spend the night in Berlin tonight and then have a 6 a.m. flight to JFK and then you'll change planes there and then you'll get to SFO. And it was like, oh my, like we got to get back to work tomorrow. Omid has meetings he needs to be online for. Like it's just, it's just too much. And then it ended up being that that option was unavailable anyways. So um, when I was trying to talk to her about how we were supposed to be supposedly reimbursed for the new flights that we were booking, she at first was saying, I can guarantee you, you will not be reimbursed for whatever you book on a different airline. That's not something that we do. 
And I just kept telling her, like, I've spoken to so many people at the at the counter about this, and this is what they're saying. So she went and spoke with her supervisor, finally comes back to me and says, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to make sure that somebody there puts a note, puts a remark on your ticket that it is A, canceled, and B, that Swiss Air needs to refund you. And that's the only way you're going to have, like, a shot in hell of actually getting reimbursed for these tickets that you need to buy. So I go back to the counter again. I'm sure they were so happy to see me. I could tell by the looks on their faces. They were like, fucking this girl again. But I'm like, yeah, like there's a lot of money on the line here. Like the the tickets that we had to buy to get home were $3,500. So yeah, you bet your ass I'm coming back to the counter to get your freaking help. So I talk to them, tell them that I need these notes added. And they basically say we can add that your ticket is canceled due to COVID regulations, but that's the only code that I have that I can enter in. I can't put in anything that says you need to be reimbursed. Like maybe somebody over at this other counter can do it for you. So I go to the other counter and the man there is like very confused why we bought our own tickets. And he said, why didn't you just have someone here at the counter do it for you? And I told him because the last bitch that I spoke to at the counter said we had to do it ourselves and we would get reimbursed. And he was like, "Mm, yeah, that's not true. We could have done it for you and paid for it for you. And then you never would have to deal with trying to get reimbursed. But since you've already bought the tickets, because Omid had already bought them while all this was going on, it's best for me not to do it for you because then you absolutely won't be reimbursed if we are already paying for another set of tickets for you. So at this point, I'm just like, oh my God, like, just get me on the plane, get me home, get me back to the United States. It was a mess. Oh, and I forgot to mention that during all this, the man waiting in line next to us starts to have a full-on panic attack, like screaming, yelling, saying, like, we've been waiting here for hours. This is unacceptable. Like, he's dripping in sweat. He's, like, breathing heavy. It was awful. I felt really bad for him. He was obviously having a hard time coping with this super stressful situation. They called security on him. It was just, like, it was a mess. So finally, after all that, we have these tickets that we booked on British Air and paid an exorbitant amount for. We The flight was in an hour and a half, so we had to haul ass to the other terminal and barely made it before the cutoff time um, to check our bags and finally get on the plane and we're on our way home, flying through London Heathrow. The whole thing was just so stressful and... Honestly, like Omid and I are experienced travelers. I've had some stressful travel situations before, and this one absolutely takes the cake. I had one time I was flying home from the Maldives, and it was set to be like a 30-something hour journey because the Maldives are far. And my ticket said that I had maybe like three or four hour flight from the Maldives to Seoul, Korea. I'm on that first leg of the flight, and after like 50 minutes, we start our initial descent and we land. And I'm like, um, did I get on the wrong flight? Because we can't be in Seoul yet. Like, where are we? And so I'm trying to ask the flight attendant, like, where are we? Where did we just land? He didn't speak very much English at all, so I couldn't get an answer out of him. 
the way I had to find out where I was was I had to take my phone off of airplane mode and look at Google Maps. And I was like, oh, I'm in Sri Lanka. <laughs> like, don't know how that happened. I get off the plane. I find um, someone at the counter that speaks English. And she told me like, yeah, no, you're you're on the correct leg of your journey, but you have to get off the plane and switch planes. And then you're going to go to Seoul. But this was not printed on my ticket. So I'm like, how the hell was I supposed to know that? Um, but yeah, anyway, so I've had some like panicky moments before. This absolutely takes the cake. It was a complete and total cluster F. So our original flight was supposed to be Prague to Zurich and then Zurich to SFO. It was going to take 13 hours of travel time. Our new flight was Prague to London, London to Seattle, Seattle to SFO, and it took almost 24 hours. So as you can imagine, it was just super inefficient and exhausting, but we were just happy, especially once we landed in Seattle, to be back in the States, to be safe, and, you know, not be stuck in the Czech Republic. So that was our, our travel horror story from our recent trip. Omid and I definitely feel lucky that, you know, all things considered, it wasn't that bad. We made it home safely. We are COVID-free. Everything is fine. Hopefully Swiss Air is going to reimburse me. I have to still like call them and try and get that figured out. But we're home. We're fine. And we are grateful for that. So... Yeah, that's the scoop. That's what happened. Um, thank you to all of you who sent me really sweet and encouraging DMs saying that you were thinking of us and hoping that we were going to get home safely. I appreciate you. So that's it for this episode. It's kind of a cautionary tale if you're considering traveling abroad right now, especially to Europe. Um, things are just changing so quickly and it's really unpredictable. So it's just kind of like part of the risk right now. And you have to be willing and able to pivot to deal with that stress if it does happen and just kind of like roll with the punches. Anyways, thanks for tuning in for this episode. I have a bunch of other ideas for some upcoming episodes. And in 2022, I am making it a goal to be really consistent with weekly podcast episodes for you guys. So make sure that you are subscribed through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you listen through because we've got lots of more great episodes coming out. Until then, we'll chat soon. Mm -hmm.